lightning. lightning. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with, with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Impress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Impress. Now Akiba, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now... Straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation royal with the royal impress. Welcome back to Conversations with the Royal Empress. We're in season two. Episode 14. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my dear, dear sister. Y'all know who she is, the co-host and co-founder of Royal Empress, Akila. Also joining us is a very special co-host. Y'all know who she is. She was on episode 68, September 1st, 2019, staying fit and obtaining self-love and, po- and having a positive attitude while we're doing it. Our sister's back, Sister Jara Clark, fitness expert, a.k.a. Lady J-Rock. Give a shout out to the audience, sis. Peace, peace, peace. It's always a pleasure to be back, man. I I love being here. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for coming back. Today's topic, it's a powerful topic uh, for for us listeners. It is, Am I My Sister's Keeper? Holding space for our sisters, the journey to healing. I'm going to say it again because this is powerful. Am I my sister's keeper? Holding space for our sisters, the journey to healing. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, take I mean, a pause, huh? Right. Yeah, I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to let that resonate because, you know, in society, somehow we think, you know, we had that mind your own business attitude. But, um, right. you know, my sister's growth and development is my business. You know what I mean? Right. So, we need to get out of that. There's one thing to be meddling in people's life, and there's another thing to be concerned and caring and have a heart towards somebody. So what is the, the, how does this, this uh, topic resonate with each of you? Ooh, well, I'll say this. As a mother of two boys, I preach to them often about being my brother's keeper, right? And typically that's how we hear it because brother is synonymous. It doesn't mean man or woman. It just means uh, individual. But to specify my sister's keeper, it's, it's, it's heavy. Like, we need each other. I am a reflection of you because we are alike. We are so similar. And the better I take care of me, the better I can take care of you, as I should, because I am, because we are. Sounds like you just uh, said the uh, said Ubuntu over there, Jara. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Like, we gotta apply it. We gotta apply it. If I, if you are not great, then I am not great. But I am great. So that means you gotta be. Mm. Absolutely. We are reflections of one another. And I think that um, 
it's important to learn how to actually hold space for one another. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand what that, what that really means. And me holding space, it means that I'm holding a spot for you. Right. Right. I, I have something for you. I'm there. There's a part of me that I'm holding for you. And it, it I, I just think that it, it's, it's so important to know that this isn't about picking up the phone, calling your sister to gripe and to vent all the time, but it's about right. knowing that in that hour, when I need somebody to bring me back down, when I need somebody to uplift me, that there is some sister out there that is holding that space for me, um, giving me something that I might be missing. And we, I think we also, we can inspire one another. You know, there's, I always have a space for you for inspiration. And it, and it could just be something so simple, like a phone call, like this podcast we're recording right now. <laughs> right. You know, and, and it is, it's, it's, it's having that space, it's holding that space for that next sister saying, listen, I understand. I got you. Been there, done that. Or we can do this together. Right. And, you know, that's, that's just how I kind of feel like it, you know, being my sister's keeper is really just holding a spot for her and being there for her. And see, I like to think of it like this, because based off of the last show we did, uh, it was about self, right? So if I hold space for myself, you fit into that same space that I hold for myself. Mm -hmm. Ooh, say that again, sis. <laughs> so if I hold space for myself, if I make time for myself to do the things that I know I need to do for me, then as my sister, because again, I am, because we are, that same space is available for you yeah what does that look like oh good question um so the same things you would do with yourself you would do with your girlfriend like i make time for myself to eat by myself go out for lunch go to not now because covid movies but you know i make time to be like hey i'm gonna do what i want when i want just because i want to now imagine your sister needs that same time and energy. Why would you not call her? My girlfriend's called me this morning. Hey, are we doing brunch? Yes, yes, of course we're doing brunch. Yes, of course we are going out together to drink mimosas to do nothing other than be exactly who we are. Um, non-judgmental, non, you know, we don't care about what you did wrong or the mistakes because you are perfect in your imperfections. I got an example for that because, you know, Akiva taught me this because I'm, Jari, you know me, Akiva know me. I'm all over the place. I could be managing 10 projects at one time. So, of course, I never got time for self. So, Akiva was like, I schedule, I schedule self, time for self for me. And I don't let anything interrupt that schedule because that's time for me. And just in her holding that space for herself, you know, I learned something in that. 
And then she challenged me, of course. She's like, you need to put it in your schedule. You just talking, because if you ain't put it in your schedule, it ain't real, you're not trying to obtain it. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, okay, what? With her holding that space for herself and it working for her, I say, you know what, let me try this. I don't think it's gonna work though, right? So I started scheduling time for myself and you know, in the beginning I told her this is being difficult. She's like, yeah, it's, it's a habit. It's something you gotta keep doing. And so after the second or third week, I was like, oh, my spa day on Wednesdays is now a ritual. It's, it's, it's there. So when we host, like, just to bear witness to you holding space for yourself, you hold space for others because when you see the value of something and what it does for you, you can encourage others. You can show others, try this. It works. It worked for me. See, people are very good at taking someone's advice when someone says, I did this and it works for me because then it's more genuine. It's more real. So right. just wanted to give an example of that holding this, holding space for yourself and what that looks like and how that benefits others. Because when you invest in yourself, all those people in your inner circle around you, even if they're not in your inner circle, but they're close by, they benefit from that because now you're giving out their positive energy. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say this, that even in that, sharing that, while I don't share that particular day, <laughs> that I that I hold out for myself with other people, I still talk about it enough to encourage them to do it. You know, because sometimes you do have to go inward. And but going inward doesn't mean that that you're that you're shunning the world, right? It doesn't mean that you're not holding space because you are still willing to share that journey inward with other people to say, hey, this works too, sis. And this is something that you can do for yourself. So, um, you know, I do, I have, I have a day that is non-negotiable uh, for others and it's strictly for me. And sometimes you have to do that, but it's, it's sometimes you have to force yourself to do it because it's so hard to actually, to actually take a day for you and you alone. Now, I always uh, have the, the, the other part of it where I say barring emergencies and unforeseen circumstances. But, right. <laughs> right. right. So, so there are, or if I choose to do something different, I may choose to include you on my me day. Right. I could very well choose to do that. Because that's just, you know, it's like, I want to share this with somebody. And so, I, and so I open myself up to that aspect of it. But I do know and, I've, and I try to make it clear to others that, oh, no, I'm not doing this on this day. So, um, and again, barring any unforeseen circumstances or emergencies. Yeah, that's real big. You got to hold that space. It, and I like that you have a day, but there should be... I mean, there's 24 hours in each day. You got to look at it like how many hours are you really giving to yourself? Because if we live in abundance, we can't pour from an empty cup. But we also shouldn't pour from our cup, (laughs) right? We should pour from the abundance that we've created for ourselves that everybody can benefit off of. Yeah, I agree. That's actually one of my, my, my sayings that you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, you do have to fill your day up. And um, I don't know, 24 hours in the day, I, I got to carve out my sleep time. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, I get it. But imagine if, if we think of life, and it's very weird to think of it so routine and so structured, but if we're like, okay, if I get up at 5.30, and from 5.30 to 6.30, that's my time where I get my mind right for the day, because my kids are not awake, and then from 7.30, 8.30, I'm making breakfast. It's terrible, right? But military staff, personnel, they do it, and it works very well for them. So... Why would it not work for us? It's very hard to do on a day in and day out basis because like you say, things happen. But if we have that mindset where I have to get this hour in the morning, this hour midday, this hour at night, you know, um, people that are very religious or spiritual, they do it. Uh, They pray certain times a day. It's the same thing. It's just rejuvenation of the mind so that you can go and conquer the day for whatever you have. And like you said, if you do that yourself, you'll inspire somebody else to be like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah, and that's really what it's all about is, is, is you know, some, sometimes you just have to be a walking example mm-hmm. for others. And, and that's a reality because it's like, you know, the parents, remember our parents used to say, uh, don't do as uh, I do, do, do as, as I say do. <laughs> Right. But, as I say, not as I do. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is that we watch what you do. That's what we do. Right. We mimic what someone does. So I can say to you until the cows come home <laughs> that you should, you should, you should. Right? right. But if you don't see me doing it, then they're empty words. Correct. It's it's the practical application. I've got an yeah. eight-year-old. He's learning how to do um, personal narratives, so he's learning how to write. And it is the most exhausting thing to try to help somebody learn how to do, you know, that's what, what raising kids is. We teach them how to take care of themselves so that when we go to rest, we feel at peace with the knowledge that we've bestowed upon them. Like, how do you brush your teeth and schedule doctor's appointments and all the things that we have to do? Um that are necessary to us staying alive and healthy. It's a routine and it sucks. It's <laughs> it's so terrible. Routines are terrible, but they're absolutely necessary. Oh yeah. That is very true. You know, we will always say we don't have time, we don't have time, we don't have time. And I even mm-hmm. watched my grandmother go through that that eventually put her in a grave where she served everyone else besides herself. And in the end, her health failed because of her not focusing on her health, but so too busy focusing on other people. Like we have to get out of the mindset that stopping to take care of myself is selfishness or lack of productivity. We have to get out of that mindset. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day and it was like, oh, I, I can't slow down. I can't do that. I can't take breaks. So this she said, I can't take breaks. I say, I agree with you, sis. I say, but don't look at it as a break. You tell yourself it's a recharge. Mm. And, she, and she stopped and she said, man, I, I said, it's a recharge. That's all. It's not a break. Mm-hmm. You're going to recharge for a moment and you're going to keep it moving. And she started laughing. Right. But we have to stop looking at it as I'm tired. So that's why I'm taking a break. No, you need to recharge. You don't have, you could very well still have the energy to keep going. 
but your body needs that moment to recharge your spirit your soul needs that body to recharge when we at work you know we work we serve all these other people we serve these companies very well we have calendars on top of calendars uh in our, mm -hmm. our we have outlet calendars at work we got you know our cell phone calendars on our phone we got the 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 the, the tangible ca calendar that we carry in our purse because we keeping up with meetings, but yet we don't think that's important enough to do that for ourselves. So who are we really serving? And then in the end, who really suffers? So we really have to Correct. look at ourselves as someone that we need to serve first and everybody else will be served second. And this is why sisterhood matters, right? Because you and I share the same thing. If you've raised kids, you can identify with me so when I talk to you and say something that sounds crazy, it's not going to sound crazy to you because you've been there. Like we said earlier, mm. I, I've been there. I've done that. I bought the T-shirt. Yes, sis, you are exactly right in your thinking. Right? I listened to something the other day, and it was like, you know, don't not have the feeling. Don't not think the thought. The thought is not crazy. Maybe acting on the thought <laughs> might be crazy. But the thought is very logical, right? It, I could see how you as a smart, intelligent woman – came to the conclusion that you should or should not do whatever thing that you said. But as the adult responsible woman, you're going to make the choice to do as I say and not as I do, right? You're going to follow. You're going to have the discipline to put the stuff off because that's what we do. And then as sisterhood, we're going to encourage each other to, hey, take time for yourself. Let's, matter of fact, let's take time for ourselves together. Yeah, that's like having the um, account that, that reminds me of having accountability partners, mm. you know, and, groups, huh? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but oftentimes when we think about accountability partners, we're thinking about it in terms of projects that we're trying to to do yes. things that we're trying yes. to accomplish. Girl, keep me accountable. I got to stay on track for this outside tangible mm -hmm. versus being an accountability partner to one another for our own healing and self-care. Mm. And, you know, that may be something that we need to start looking into when we start talking about being each other's keeper. Mm. I need to be accountable to you to make sure that you are actually taking time for yourself, that you're actually right, doing right. the things that you need to do to heal yourself. Or to your point, Jara, hey, sis, did you take that hour today? Right. You know, that, that check-in, let's check in with one another to check in on our mental well-being, our spiritual well-being, our physical well-being. Those are like, you know, we have to be accountable to ourselves, but we can be accountable to each other and say, I'm doing this. And if I just got my hour in, let me check and make sure my sister's got theirs in too. Right. And then that's the beauty of, again, sisterhood. If you have a multitude, like I'm in my 30s. And a lot of my girlfriends are five to 10 years my senior, which I love. I love being the youngest one. I love being the one that's not the smartest, the one that is quote unquote naive, because I get to learn the most. <laughs> like <laughs> you've already lived 10 years ahead of me. So I don't have to make the simple mistakes that I might've made just from sheer lack of knowledge. Now I have a wealth of different perspectives vantage points that are pouring into me that are like, hey, okay, you're not crazy because my kids did that too. <laughs> like their kids are 13, mine is eight and four. There's so much knowledge that we can 
skip the physical aspect of the experience and just take the lesson from surrounding ourselves from or with sisters, right? Uh, just being around people that are very similar to us. Birds of a feather flock together. We do these things because this is what we do. Like if I uplift, my sisters uplift, and therefore I'm uplifting myself and them, and they do the same for me. And you know what? Just to let you know, having younger friends are lessons as well. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking I was I wanted to say that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's it's a that generation those generation gaps, um, you know, they, they come full circle, you know, it's Mm -hmm. give and take. And, and oftentimes what the younger perspective does is, is, is help you not stay stuck in, you know, in certain patterns and thinking. And so those where the fresh ideas come from, Mm -hmm. you know? And so while I may be able to teach you certain things, you have so much to offer to me as well. And so that's the beauty of having those relationships with people that are older and those that are younger. So yeah, I can help you to not make mistakes that I may have made, you know, but you can still give me insight, you know, and a fresh right, perspective. Right, because I'm trying it a different way. Right. Exactly, exactly. But the youth always, the youth were challenged though too. It's like, why do you think that way? So if you were like, you, you mentioned, Akilah, how an older person could be stuck in their ways, it's that youthful spirit that makes it, but why does it have to be this way? Now that discussion of trans, change and transition comes in. If you got all older people, ain't nobody trying to transition and change. But you, you, you're right, you know how older people are. We've been sitting out here, we're going to keep sitting out here. You know, but the young person will come and say, well, can we move over in the grass so we can get more sun? You know what I'm saying? So a younger person is going to challenge you into looking at something a different way and say, damn, you just brought a whole new different energy, a whole new different aspect that's needed. It, then, then that wisdom and that youthful spirit together say it's wise to change tradition. Correct. Correct. Oh, I love the way you said that. It's wise to change tradition because tradition is nothing other than a ritual that happens just at a larger period, right? Like traditions are Halloween, Christmas. They mm-hmm. happen every year, but they only happen once a year. Some of them need to change. Like, you can still celebrate Christmas, just maybe call it something different. Maybe recenter the focus on something else other than presents. Um, mm. It's, I like that. I really, really like that. Especially in the way that we raise ourselves, our, our, our kids. We commit to ourselves, our friends, our family. Like, it's not cool, like you said, to have this kind of, I'm going to just mind my business. When sis is really suffering and she don't know how to say what she needs to say, because it's taboo, right? We're, we don't talk like that. We don't, we don't tell our business. We don't speak ill of our husband or our partner. And really, we need to because that might save sister's life. How do we look inward for creativity and self-identity? Well, I'm going to tell you, like my mom told me, boredom, right? People don't like to sit still because they get bored. <laughs> they feel like they should be doing something. However, boredom is where creativity thrives. Well, if I'm bored, what am I going to do to entertain myself? Mm-hmm. So likewise, if I'm sitting still and I'm not trying to stimulate myself, what thoughts come to my mind? And then do I have the power in my mind to get rid of the negative thoughts and then solely focus on the positive thoughts? 
Like, that's where creativity is. It's like, okay, I'm being bombarded with all these visuals, all these stimuli from my friends, my family, TV, news, everything. Do I have the power to sit still, process what serves me and what doesn't serve me, and and go forward from there? I want to quote uh, Erica Badu. Oh, yes. And um, she has something that is this deep, Grace. She says, the light always shows on the outside if you are striving to be good on the inside. Like, that, I think that is very deep because in that statement, the work is on the inside. It's just showing on the outside. So as we, as we keep talking about turning inward, turning inward, I just wanted to quote that because I thought that was very profound from Erica Badu. That's my girl. So, you know what I'm saying? I love yeah. her music. I love her spirit, her energy. So... I just wanted to share that with you all and the listeners that the work is inward. Like you said, the boredom, that's a great place to be because that's where creativity is sparked because now you got something to focus. You got something to focus on to do because there's no distractions. When you're bored, ain't no distractions. <laughs> you're sitting there like, I need a distraction because we function off distractions most of our day, especially as a mother. Your day plan this right. way, but your children and everything else, job, work, everything just distracts us all day. We got curves, curveballs thrown at us all day. So we thrive on that. But when we get to a point that there is no, no, no distractions, we don't really know how to act. That's a very good time to turn inward. That's the universe saying, you've earned this. You deserve to turn inward. Right. Focus on you. But think about the power in that, right? When we are so focused on our kids and, and the deadlines and the routines, we get it. We hit it. We nail it. No matter what the cost may be. Oh, this child acted up. <laughs> this husband did something that I wasn't ready for. My boss threw me the curveball. Like you said, we thrive on it. Now imagine if, like you said, we committed ourselves. We wrote it down in the schedule. Nothing's going to stop you from getting this hour that I have dedicated to myself. And, um, again, it's very powerful for women because, when we dedicate that time to ourselves and we don't let anybody step in the way of what we have to do for ourselves, and now we're not requiring that thing from somebody else. Make me happy. Take care of me. Feed me. Now we're in a position of abundance where we can really have clarity. Well, what do I need? What do I want? What can I tolerate? What won't I tolerate? For how long? Because a lot of what we don't know how to do is be with ourselves and get what we need because we don't focus on it. We're so distracted by everything else we think we have to do. We make us the last priority in every arena, in finances, in physical, in health. It's we're. I'll get to it, <laughs> but everybody else, I'll make sure they're straight. But everybody benefits from us taking care of us first. Mm. You know, this society is so anti-women. So when you have a side as anti-women, it's, it's not encouraged to cultivate and fashion or shape or mold divine family thing within self. And when you're in a society that takes you away from turning inward, that's, what we, that's why we are where we're at. It's, 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 a, it's a crime to the universe. It's a crime to humanity for the woman to not know the origin of her divine feminine energy, to not know who she is from a feminine standpoint or a spiritual standpoint internally. It's like a crime against our own nature. That right. self-identity is so important. 
Well, it's by design. I mean, it, it makes more sense because of our nature to give, give, give. They have to make us want to give something, right? Because that's, I mean, any any deity wants thanks, right? If we think of ourselves as gods because we are multipliers, because we create life, we just want thanks, right? If you cook breakfast or dinner or lunch for somebody, you want somebody to say thank you. It's not, you're not doing it for the thank you, but you do want the appreciation, right? So as women, we're always looking for, well, if I do this, they're going to appreciate it. But we don't think about that for ourselves. Um, my platform in fitness is very much so that like, women, turn love songs on yourself. Don't sing them to the man. Sing them to you. Mm, <laughs> sing them to your sisters. Okay. Like, I love you so much. Listen, if you listen to a love song from a man to a woman and you start singing it to yourself, it is a whole different experience. <laughs> There's this reggae song that I love. It's, it, he says, I'm beginning to fall in love, right? Mm. Imagine beginning to fall in love with yourself. Like, you mm. know what it feels like to fall in love with another person. Imagine if you're like, you know what? I'm a brat. I'm spoiled sometimes, I have a childish mindset, or whatever the case may be, but I still love me. And those things mm. that I don't like, I'm willing to work on because I love me. Mm. That's so profound. That, that's a very good challenge. I'm going to have to add that in at the end. That's a very good challenge because I, I have never, I, I love love songs. I listen to them a lot. I have never said, I'm going to sing this to myself. That, I'm going I'm to do that one. You know, that's, mm. interest, that's interesting because when I just did a, a workshop, what I asked everybody to do was to actually write a love letter to themselves. Ooh, you and, sure did. <laughs> and, um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's the same connotation, you know? Yeah. It's how do you love you? Mm. And so that is powerful. When, and when you were thinking about the, when you were talking about it, I was thinking about, I was trying to think of a love song in my head, like, <laughs> but. Uh, There's so many. It feels there, good there, to there love. Is so, yeah, yeah. Just don't you know? sing R. Kelly song to yourself. Oh, they ain't gonna sound too uh, good. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, no, but, but see, those but, are love, love songs. Those are making love songs. <laughs> right, we ain't talking about that. We ain't oh, trying no, to. I just had to throw that joke out there. You know but like, I mean? I'll tell you one of my, <laughs> one of my absolute favorite songs and i think it's a love song to yourself that let us see made mm. and it's mm. higher than this oh higher you talking about that higher than, higher than this, than this. there's yeah. no love that, that can be higher, higher than this than what can be higher than this you know mm -hmm. like it basically says you all have talked about the light the song starts off light that reflects reflects in the mirror showing the essence of who i am made from pure perfection i'm connected to the one therefore i am and, and that song for me like literally that it used to be my ringtone it used to be my alarm <laughs> it used to you know i mean seriously so as you're talking about that, that those are the things that you're thinking about and so there are those songs that 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 have those self affirmations mm -hmm. of love and realistically what can be higher than that what right Jara, I gotta and share. Imagine this. We get I, that. I, Jara, yeah, I gotta I share this story before you say it. Before I forget it, you know, Akila loves Lettucey, so she drugged me out to this Lettucey concert. And I told her I don't do concerts. I don't do concerts no more, right? So she got me to go, and I had a wonderful time. So I just had to throw it out there with these 
having someone accountable and challenging you to get you out your comfort zone. Akilah got me out back into the concert world and we went to see it, Let It See, and it was a wonderful concert. I just had to throw that out there. Listen, Let It See makes some great <laughs> Don't music. Don't she? I, I love wish, her. <laughs> I wish pre-COVID I went to more concerts because it's, again, it's if we're talking community, if we're talking like-mindedness, if we're talking I, Am I My Sister's Keeper, there are just things that we need to do together, but they're the same things that we need to do by ourselves. Like, I'm not gonna know what friends I need if I don't know what I like. Like, if mm, you don't like concerts, okay. you may not go out, your friends may not be uh, reflective of that. However, if you allow your friends to open and build bridges and scaffold and be like, hey, you may not like this, but you just don't know what to like because you ain't tried it. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're too you stubborn. Well, you're too stubborn. <laughs> but but you know what? But that's true, and that that goes on to what we what we were thinking about in this conversation about building bridges and how do we maintain our bonds uh, with our sisters? And sometimes it is that is a build a, a bridge builder, introducing them mm-hmm. to things to pull them out of their comfort zone, uh, creating. I don't like I, I don't like rituals, so to speak, but it still could be a ritual. You know, we're gonna do this every month, but it's 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 how we're going to maintain our bond with one another, finding things Correct. that we have in common that we can do with one another and introducing ourselves to things and then understanding things that are just that just don't work for your sisters. And not right. trying to force it. And so and so let's be clear that just because you want to introduce someone to something doesn't mean that you should try to force something onto someone. And in that selfish vein of, oh, this is what I like to do, so please come and do this because I want to do this. And, you know, right. so you just have to be very, uh, walk a fine line with that. So that goes to your next anything could happen. You could get frustrated. You could get mad. You know, somebody might rub you the wrong way because they don't know you. But you got to give yourself grace and them grace and mercy for being like, okay, we tried it. It didn't work. The same grace and mercy we extend to, let's say, children when they put paint on the couch because they didn't know that we don't put paint on the couch. Like, it seemed like a fun thing to do. But as an adult, you have a decision to be like, no, that's not what we do. Right? We don't do that. And with your girlfriends, you're like, okay, sis, we tried it. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. And be okay be with open. that. Right. <laughs> you got, everybody's got to be open to that happening. And that's an insecurity. Like, everybody wants to be accepted um, and liked and, and, you know, felt like they, they matter, which, again, is why you have to, one, pour life into yourself because you shouldn't be waiting or or begging somebody else to fulfill that part in you because they never will, right? But then two, you've got to also be that for somebody because sometimes what we have just isn't enough. You know, I got, as we were talking, I thought about another song. See, y'all gonna have me think about these love songs all all night. <laughs> but one, one song I would say definitely speaks to self-love or should be put in a rotation. I think everybody should have a playlist of love songs that you have that you sing to yourself. One is definitely one of my favorites, George Benson, Greatest Love of All. That, if that ain't a love song to self, 
that is definitely one of them, or at least one to help you introduce the concept of loving yourself or even turn it inward as if you're in a relationship with yourself. Because if you can't be in a relationship with yourself first and it can't be a good one, why should anybody else want to be in a relationship with you? So let's move on Correct. to way with old thinking patterns after you make your statement, then we'll move on to talking about getting away from those old thinking patterns. Oh, listen, you all right. You, you covered it. <laughs> you said what I was going to say. Oh, okay. All right. I just, that, that song popped in my head. And I was like, oh, I got to say this because this is powerful. We got to add this to our playlist. I think I'm going to create a playlist and post it on the page. I'm going to do it. I'm going to come up with some songs and, and, and I'm going to tell everybody, add, add this to your playlist and then we'll go from there. So away with like old, oh, well, yeah, we're going to have to do that one. So Josh, submit some songs. Akilah and our listeners, if you've got some songs that you want to submit for the, the Royal Empress Love Yourself playlist, go ahead, go ahead and DM us, put it on the page, whatever, just communicate with us. But how do I we, like how do we, move away from old thinking patterns because those thinking patterns are like rock in our mind. We need to remove the insecurities, the pettiness, the competitiveness and jealousy from our sistership. How do we do that, you all? Okay, so I relate everything to fitness, right? You got to address the issues within yourself. Anytime you if we're a reflection of one another, then the thing that I don't like about you is the thing that I don't like about myself. If I get, if I get frustrated with you because you're late, um, because you're not taking care of yourself, it's normally because I'm also not doing those things, but I care seemingly more for you than I care for myself. So it's got to, it's, again, it goes back to self. If I can address an issue, I can't talk about you, <laughs> you know, do as I say, not as I do. Sis, take care of yourself. Sis, take care of yourself. But I am also not taking care of myself. We got to be a leader by example. The Bible says the best way to um, show a man something new is to show him. You teach him how to fish. You don't just get the fish for him. So we got to start with self and be like, I love my sister so much that I'm going to take care of myself. The only way that I can prove to my sisters that they are worthy is showing them that I am worthy. Now, another song has popped in my head, Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. India Reed's got, Worthy. Yeah. We got to add that to worthy. the playlist. We got to add that to the playlist. <laughs> but listen, too, so I'm going to send you the playlist I created two years ago. It's my Happy New Year playlist, and I play it at whenever I'm feeling like, yo, I need a boost. And mm. there are a lot of love songs, but then there are a lot of songs like, um, I forget the, the man's name, but it's my year. And he made it in 2019, and he was like, yo, this is my year. And I'm, it's going to be my year, like, back to back to back <laughs> for my whole career. Like, I'm going to start here, and it's just going to keep succeeding every year until it just, until I die, right? And we have to motivate ourselves in that way like yo I, i'm good at this i got this i'm gonna do well in whatever it is i choose to do i'm gonna do well at taking care of myself because i got me and i'm gonna do well at inspiring my sisters because i inspire myself to take care of myself yeah i will say this as to <clears throat> the the old patterns of thinking all of those things begin with part of what we've already talked about and that's looking inward 
and recognizing in yourself what you're insecure about, recognizing what makes you jealous. Mm. Like basically you want to take your own pulse. And sit down. Say that again. Check your own pulse. Mm. Sit down and examine why you think the way you do. Why are you, when, when something makes you jealous, sit with it. And ask yourself, why do I feel that way? Why, why when I see my sister doing this and I have this feeling inside of me, why? Right. Sometimes you have to look at your why in order for you to change your thought process, in order for you to change the way you think. You have to understand why you're even there. How did right. you get there? Did something happen to you when you were younger, which oftentimes it, it does stem back there, to where right, someone right. made you feel less than and they glorified someone else who had something that you didn't and they made a difference in you. That's usually how jealousy sets in because somebody has identified something. It's just like you can be the little girl in school and maybe you had some little short, pit, what do they call them? The little ponytails. Um, and then another little girl had ponytails down her back. And everybody gloated on the little girl with the ponytails hanging down her back. And it made you feel some kind of way because she got attention that you didn't for something that you didn't have. And so now you can't figure out why when a girl has hair down her back, you're jealous. Did you just say attention? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right. So here's the thing with that too, right? We have to be okay with letting that, like, I'm sorry, that that's so powerful. Like there's 17 thoughts that just came to my mind. <laughs> to organize them, right? We have to, like you say, be willing to realize what makes us sick and also be willing to get rid of it. Mm. Lord. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's the, and, and then guess what? Then when you see your sister, you're not jealous of her. Right. Because you've, you've fixed whatever that was in you that made you to feel that way. And then you can go on and then you can have this beautiful, productive relationship because you're not really concerned about what she has that you don't have, per se. Right. Because you know, there's nothing that she has that you don't have. Correct. That, right. Is it, because that's what you think. I remember asking this sister because she was, she was a beloved woman, very well-dressed. If she wore red, everything was red. A purse, shoes, outfit. If she wore blue, everything was blue. I mean, that was just the way. Everything she wore was custom made as far as her clothing. And so one day I asked her, I was like, you know, you, you, are, you a bad sister. Like, how you so bad? Like, what, what, what makes all these, pe these people like you, especially the men? I want to know. And her response to her, she laughed, and her response was, First of all, sister, you smooth, so don't worry about it, you know. But her response was, and I appreciated that, that, you know, a sister could see beauty in another woman. Because some, some women are smooth, you approach them and they get offended because you, you praising them and they, they get offended. But this sister was like, let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody else think about me. I do me. And I'm not concerned with comparing myself to other women. She said, I ain't the finest woman out here, but I love me some me. 
And I said, mm-hmm. damn, that's so, so deep. Like everything, the way she moved, the way she operated, the way she spoke, it was she, you could tell it came from a self-investment. And so I learned so much from that sister because I said, I like that. Because at that time I didn't have confidence. So when I, when she spoke with that confidence, I walked away saying, it's what I say it is. It ain't what everybody else say. You know what I mean? You, you know how we get into this, somebody tell you too thin, somebody tell you too thick, somebody tell you too this, your hair too short or whatever. I remember my mom told me, my mom is dark skinned and she grew up in the 50s and she said, I was called black, ugly. She said, but let me tell you something. People don't have their own thoughts. You tell people what to think. I told them people I was beautiful so they believed it because I believe I'm beautiful. She said, you don't let nobody tell you how you are. You tell them and you tell them in your action. So I was thought, that is so deep. So it ain't nothing wrong with going to a sister and say, why are you so cold? Like, or why are you so spiritual? Open up the door for me because I can't, I can't get in the door. It's nothing wrong All with right. that. And if we can put down our ego and start being competitive, We'll, we'll, be able to, we'll be able to go on to a higher state of thinking because we're too competitive. We're in survival mode. I just wanted to, to, to say something to Hakima. The ability to even approach another sister with a compliment like that tells me that, uh, that that's a level of confidence. Because you actually have to be confident to approach somebody else, quite frankly, in a humble way because it takes humility to actually compliment another human being Mm. and it takes a level of confidence to be able to do that in sincerity of wanting to know wow i admire this in you that takes confidence because people who lack a whole lot of confidence they don't even want to talk to somebody and give them a compliment particularly if if they are competitive and jealous and all of that stuff they're not going to compliment you Right. I just wanted to say that it wasn't, maybe you weren't as confident as you are now. I got you. Yeah, but you still right. had a level of confidence. And so it says sometimes we have to not think, we have to stop ourselves or when we correct our sisters, when they make a, a comment about themselves, it's not true. Well, you, I guess you yeah. got a point. I was in my early 20s, so didn't have the, you know, didn't have the identity yet. So right. I was searching. Like, I want right. to, I, I see these, these women who are older than me who got a lot of confidence and, and they, they some great women. I want to be like them. So yeah. I guess you're right. I didn't even look at it at that point. I just took it as I'm a, I fell out of my, out of my arena with these older women, but hell, I said, I'm going to be down. I'm going to learn. Right. So I guess you got a point. There's a certain level of confidence or, or self uh, security you got to have to even approach another woman like that. I guess it just seems so natural for me, but I don't know. I guess for some people that's not, I'm just used to, I've seen that in women growing up in my family. So I think that's why it was, it seemed normal for me, but maybe other women didn't see that growing up. Yeah. Thank you for that correction, Sue. It, ta- it takes, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, it, it's just, it is what it is. Like, you know, that, but that's just the reality. And I mean, and, and like you said, that when you made the comment also how some people are offended when you step to them in, with admiration. You know, and they and they're oh, what are you looking at kind of thing. And we do have to, and that's a that's a thinking that you have to get away from because in that instance you're like, I'm this young person and I'm looking up to this older woman saying, Wow, okay, I, I can see myself being like that. So that person is admiring. That's a teaching moment for you 
when somebody comes to you, you know, right. and they say something. It's a teaching moment. It goes also back to what you were saying, Jara, with having older friends and younger friends. And even though this may not be your friend, but even as an older woman, when a younger girl comes to you, you know, you, you, you acknowledge your womanhood and being her teacher by letting her know what it is. Right. And it's a very tribal thing. Like now in, in this day and age, it's, we're aunties. Like I've reached auntie status where 20 year olds and younger look to me as a mama's sister. That's cool. And I'm fly and whatever. And they can get stuff for me and it's an awesome place to be because now I'm like oh snap I know some stuff <laughs> I have some things that I can share with people like I'm not just out here making up stuff like I had I have references I can cite my sources you know it's it's cool to be like oh now I can give back what I tell a lot of people are we are the new ancestors we need to act accordingly Ashe I have to say that Ashe I have to agree with that one Woo, this is a powerful topic here, boy. It's some powerful stuff. I can't wait to just, I just, I just can't wait to just listen to this over and over again because this is powerful. <laughs> I, I, are we ready to go on the to the challenges? Thing. Are we ready? Are you, are we ready, you all? <laughs> I got some challenges well, for us today. Can I add a challenge for you? Go, go ahead, sis. Okay, so I'm a personal trainer and all of my clients now, it's very similar to what we've been talking about in terms of letting go of stuff. Uh, their challenge for the end of the year is to write a list of who they want to be by 2022, which means they got to write the good things that they want to see in themselves, whatever that may be, if they're bad with time and they want to work on their time management, things like that. But then they also got to write down what they're willing to let go of to get that. Right, because that's, that's the duality of it. You have to say, okay, this is where I want to be and this is what it's going to take to get me there. I may have to let go of insecurity. I may have to let go of my ego. I may have to let go of some money, right? I may have to do, but are you willing to do it? And now that creates a plan that you can follow for the whole year. Ooh, okay, all right. I'm, 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 I'm going to have to make that the last one because that's powerful, sis. All right, now we're going to the challenges. Number one, hold space for yourself. You know, we put all these things that have certain values in, our, in certain spaces, in our bedrooms, our house, our purses, our pockets, or whatever. But you need to be holding space for yourself. What does that space look like? If you hold space for yourself, you'll be able to hold space for somebody else because you can only love others to the level that you love yourself. So if you don't love self, you're not truly loving those around you as they should be loved. Number two. Sing a love song to yourself. Okay, you know what I'm going to do later on? I'm singing the greatest love of all to myself. I got to do it. So whatever song that you like to sing to yourself, whatever love song that you like anyway, just sing it to yourself. You're worthy of it. Challenge number three, create a self-love playlist. Yes, we're going we gonna to create one, and we're going to share it on the um, conversations with the Royal Empress page. Facebook page. We're going to do it. We're going to share it on the Instagram page too. This is what we're going to do because we need to get that playlist out there. Challenge number four, self-examination. And a lot of people run from this. Don't be afraid to run from this. This is where the power from within comes from. Looking at why I feel jealousy or why I feel hatred or self-hatred or anger. 
you need to be evaluating why you feel that way. The only answer is going to come from within because your emotions are within. So you can't look to everybody around you to tell you. It's up for you to find that. Please use self-examination. Challenge number five, be okay with sharing the spotlight. Attention is energy. Energy is limitless. So you can't be the only person that should have attention. Everybody should have attention. It's enough to go around. So don't be that type of woman that feel like I need everybody to say I look good, but can't nobody else get that compliment. That's, that's just devilish. Don't do that. And it's childish. So let's get out of that. And let's be, let's be comfortable with other people getting the spotlight as well, that attention. Because that's, that's the root to our envy. A lot is the attention that others get that we feel we should have. And we're not the authors of attention. And the last and most important challenge, and it came from my sister, Lady J-Rock, says write a list of who you want to be by 2022. So you got to write the good, what you want to be, but you also got to be willing to write what you need to let go. And this could be a difficult list, but it's okay because you need to surround yourself with sisters that's going to hold you accountable, going to tell you, girl, you need to let this go. You ain't on your list. Uh, it needs to be added to your list. You need those type of sisters around you to help with that list. So if you need to write a list and then get input from those you really trust and care about and know they're going to tell you what you need to hear, incorporate them in that so that that list could be accurate by 2022 and feasible. Because if you ain't putting in there what needs to be in there and that stuff is never let go, you will never achieve your goal by 2022. Just want to say that. So those are my challenges. Uh, start singing to yourself, sisters. That love song, start singing to yourself. And uh, Sister Jara, this is the moment where you give, we give you the floor. Uh, anything you want to share, anything you're working on, and how people can contact you. Oh, man. So, I, again, always honored, always, always gratitude for you having me on the show. Um, I'm going through a rebranding process, so currently I can be found at Back to Basics Fitness on Instagram and Back to Basics on uh, Facebook, as well as my personal page, Rebel underscore Lotus on Instagram and Jara, J-A-R-A, C-L-A-R-K on Facebook. Um, lots of things coming. I don't want to ruin the surprise Anything, but I hope that the viewers will check me out. Stay tuned. Uh, if you're looking for the motivation, that sister that will check in on you, um, I do so by using my social media as that platform to be like, hey, sis, did you eat? Did you move today? Because you're worth it. Um, so, again, thank you for having me on the show. Follow me on my social media. I would love to be in contact with all of the listeners. It's always a great time. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you for coming back. Thank you so much, sister. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in every week. You have definitely a blessing to us. And you have a good evening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.